Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. All right, let's get into it. Lift your mobile device or your uh, Bible in the air and just make this quick confession. Say the word of God is the answer. The answer is in the word. Amen. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12 there at verse 13. I opted to talk a little bit more about this God's property. uh, And we're going to use this Sunday actually to close it out. We'll talk a little bit about our groups on uh, next Sunday. And then the following Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, we'll start with uh, a new series. We're going to be talking about faith. Uh, boot camp faith actually in our new series um, because faith is so vitally important. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. It is the most important message I believe to the newborn believer. The first thing they should learn is how to live and walk by faith. But today we're going to talk about uh, how to make that righteous holy judgment. How do I make a, a righteous holy judgment towards life, toward the affairs and the situations that I face in life. But here's what Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, we'll we'll use this as a springboard for today. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So the whole duty of man actually boils down to two things, fearing God, and keeping his commandments, his word, his principle. You got it? Here's what the Amplified Bible says of that same scripture. All has been heard. The end of the matter is, fear God, revere and worship him, knowing that he is, and keep his commandments. For this is the whole of man, the full original purpose of his creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment To all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun and the whole duty for every man. I love how the Amplified just opened that scripture up. And so from that we can conclude then that there is a reward to righteousness. There's a reward. Come on, say there's a reward. There's a reward to being this God's property and and walking in holiness, there's a reward to it. Come on, somebody say, there's a reward. Now, there's a difference now between right and righteousness. You got to understand now that uh, in the world, you can be right but not righteous, right? You, You curse me, I have a right to curse you back. But would that be the righteous thing to do? Somebody do me wrong? Yeah, I have a right to do wrong back to you, but would that be the righteous thing to do? So there's a difference between being right and righteous. And one of the problems I'm seeing in the church is that a lot of our pulpits are are talking right language, but not righteous language. And actually, many times, we only come to church to hear what we've heard on social media. So we have social media pulpits now. When it's, you're supposed to come to church to learn the word of God. 
to learn what now separates you or what you've been separated to and separated from so that now you walk and live life from a different mannerism. Come on, say amen to that. And so what, what, what happens though is, is that oftentimes we as church people, I say it like that, we take a, a no-nonsense, same approach to life as the world, and that's why we are actually seeing the same results as the world. Now, now, so, so how? I got three things. How, how do I make that righteous, holy judgment? Because it's not always going to be easy. We, we still have a part of us is still connected to that old man. He's dead, and it's up to us on whether or not he becomes alive and reactivated in our lives. You got it? I mean, it can be right there on the mouth. That's that old man trying to come out. But will, will you let him come out or will you take the righteous approach? I mean, that old man right there, the fist start balling up, but will you straighten that hand back out? Okay, let me show that to you real quick. Not in my notes, but Romans chapter 5, I believe it is. I, I believe I want verse 16. Look what the Bible says now. Uh, so now he's under your control. He's under your control. He's, that, that old man is under your control. Uh, that's going to be at verse 13. Verse 13. Uh, well, let's start at verse 12. Uh, well, let's start at verse 11. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it says, likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. So don't, don't, give, don't give sin a jump off. Don't give sin. It's dead. Yeah, you know somebody pull off on the side of the road and you, you pull over there and they need some help. And they say, yeah, can you give me a jump off? And you mess around and take the power that's from your battery and connect your battery to something that's dead so that you can jump it off or give it life. Well, that's, see, when you got saved, you became dead to sin. So don't use the living life that you now have in Christ and jump back off a dead thing. Oh, praise the Lord. Say, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Look what it says. Look what it says. It's optional. Let not sin, therefore reign. Come on, say, let not. let not. Which means if it rains, if it comes up to the top, it's because you let it. Let not. Now, now listen, this is not a condemning message. We're going to miss it sometime. We gonna, but, but through consistency and consistent practice, we can get it right. We can get it right. We, we shouldn't be laying our, our salvation down for a moment. You'll never get it right if you keep laying it down. Keep it up. Keep it up and keep it on. Don't lay it down. Are you listening to me? It says, let not sin therefore reign in your, in your mortal body. Remember that body that belongs to God. Say, don't let it rain. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. That, that, watch this now. Don't let it rain that ye should obey the lust thereof. Verse 13 says, neither yield yourselves members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. We're going to read down to verse 16. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but you're under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? He said, no, God forbid. Know ye not. That to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, 
His servants ye are to whom ye obey. So he's saying if you give in to it, you're becoming a servant to sin. You're allowing your body to be borrowed to sin. And the wages of sin is what? Death. Separation from God. It could inevitably come Death, meaning you transition from life, right, depending on the degree of that sin. But all sin is not unto death, but sin does separate us from God, from the promises of God, from the plan of God. Does that make sense? And you don't want to be separated from the promises and the plan of God. I think we think we are, we, we are supposed to be saved and do nothing else. Or that we're supposed to give and do nothing else. That we're supposed to tithe and do nothing else. Like there's no doing after that. But you don't get the membership at the gym and do nothing else. You get the membership at the gym and then you activate that membership by participating in what that membership offers. So it's not membership and do, so it's not giving and do nothing else. We give and don't watch our mouths. We keep talking broke. Well, you just now push away the seed. We, we tithe and just think we can just do whatever we want. We, we, we act, uh, uh, we have no stewardship over the other 90 and just think we can just give 10% and just fumble over the 90 and then say, God, tithing don't work. Well, it does, but you, you got too much. You consumed all the rest. It's not saved and do nothing. I'm saved now, so I'm just, no, 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 no. There is a doing side to who you now be. Does that make sense? It says to whom you yield your body, to him you be conservers of, of, of sin unto death. Let me finish that scripture out so we can move on. Um, put that back up there. Whether, whether of sin unto death, being separated, or of obedience, look what it says, unto righteousness. It didn't say right, it said righteousness. And, and notice it says, and of obedience, which means sometimes making this body do what God wants it to do demands forced obedience on yourself. It's a discipline until now it becomes second nature. Now, I'm a former military guy, and uh, you go through this training that's called boot camp, right? And so they take you out of the civilian world. They take everything from the civilian world from you, even your hair. They cut your hair off. I tried to get a real nice, low, you know, high and tight fade. And I don't know what kind of clippers they had there, but they cut that off too. I was like, God. And, 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 and so for three months, they take you through a rigorous training of mind transformation because they need you to get that military mindset on you so that your every action and reaction is in accordance with their system. Because you can't come into their kingdom and act like the one they took you out of. The operation of the two are not the same. As a matter of fact, even when we went out uh, on the base, our uh, commander told us, he said, although you are in those civilian clothes, notice, they, they made sure they let us know that we were different. When you put on jeans and tennis shoes, those are civilian clothes. Don't act like the clothes you're in. They would tell us you still belong to us. So you can't go out there acting like a fool. Even when we went out there and we, you know, we young, dumb, we got in trouble. The, the police, would, the, 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 the uh, city police would have to call the base on us because we didn't belong to the city. 
we belong to the Navy, so they would have to call them and they would have to come and get us. But that training was to develop in us the mind of their system. So even when we weren't on the base and even when I wasn't on the ship and even when I wasn't in the uniform, whoo, this is so good, God. I didn't know you was going to use that example. People could still tell that we were military. We wouldn't be in the uniform. We wouldn't be in the clothes. But people would, that we go to the club and they want to pick fights with us. We'd be like, why they want to fight us? And, but they could tell that although you're in the same clothes we're in, you're different than us. I'm talking right now. And we may be wearing the same clothes, but the world should look at us and say, you're different than us. There's something different about it. And I know a lot of times it was our haircut, <laughs> you know, that gave us away. But even when we was trying to act like them, you know, trying to fit in, there was still something that made us stick out. I know what it was. It was the training. We walked different. We was trying to, you know, but they, watch this, they had trained that out of us. Are you listening to me? I remember when I got when I gave my life to Christ, man, I'm, you know, in the beginning, I'm still going to the club. Me and Pastor, I'm not together yet. I'm still going to the club and, uh, you know, that the Spirit of God just working all on me, y'all. Just working all on me, man. And uh, I walk up to a girl, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to talk my little game to her. And, you know, you know what's your name? She tell me her name. I, and I say, well, praise the Lord. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, like, right now, God, they're like, this is not the time for that. Can't you, can't you see me pushing up? You know, she'd say something else, and I'd be like, oh, amen. And then she'd be like, what? I'd be like, forget it. Forget it. I'm just done. See, because it's something new working on the inside of me. So it's not just a membership. It's not just I give my life to Christ. It's now living. See, there is a difference between being saved and being a Christian. Everybody's saying they're Christian, they're not Christians. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, they were first called Christians in Antioch. They were first called Christians. They, they, didn't, they weren't going around telling people they were. They looked at them and called them Christians. Right? So, wait a minute. If, if God didn't give them that title necessarily... Jesus didn't give them that title necessarily because he was Christ and they were being Christ-like. So Jesus couldn't be a Christian because they were being like him, not he like them. If they wasn't saying it, how did they get the name? They got the name from what they saw. You get saved from what you say. You are a Christian from what other people see, which means Christians is an action of what a saved person should do. So you can be saved and not a Christian. You can be saved and not Christ-like. Now that should, that should take, let you take a whole people off the hook that they say, maybe even go to church with you, but still cussing and stuff. They just ain't a Christian. They just say, but they ain't a Christian. Because Christian means I am now taking my life in this body and striving with everything in me to be Christ-like. I, I, I am choosing to make the end of everything I do and say to be a righteous resolve and not just be right. Praise the Lord. It's a hard message, but who could hear it? I'm telling you, man, I'm trying to build from this church a different type of people. 
It's time for, I mean, you got people now that don't even want to be Christians. Politics has taken the word and destroyed it. And just, oh, and, and so we need real people to stand up. We need people who are serious about their salvation to stand up and be salt and light. Salt is distinguishable between all herbs. You know what salt tastes like. You know light. It's very distinguishable. We should be distinguishable. People should see a difference in us. Amen. Amen. They should see a difference in us. Come on, say amen to that. So, uh, how do I make the righteous a holy judgment? Number one, here's how you do it. Got three things real quick. Number one, time with God concerning your body. Time with God concerning your body. Now, listen. I believe in whole life prosperity. Listen to me carefully. I even believe that many of us, well, that we need to, let me say it like that, we need to get before God concerning the whole of our body. Spirit, soul, and body. And by body, I mean what you put in your body for food source. Thank you, need to get before God. I had a beautiful conversation with uh, some members, this, well, partners this morning here at the church, and we were talking and had an opportunity to pray, issue kind of challenging the body, prayed about it. And all of a sudden, my whole conversation went over to what do you eat? Because, see, some of us, we, get, we start out in homes, and we come into the home, and, and if, if we've never, the parent never studied what type of molecular body we have and what makes and causes this body to operate at its optimal capacity we start in our homes putting stuff in our body that we shouldn't put in our body like maybe milk shouldn't have never been drinking drinking drunk by whichever of them words by our family but you know we saw the commercial so we just started and now we got this thing of of whatever it is coming down through our bloodline and we don't even know and nobody took the time to say God this your body what food source should this body not have because it's different for everybody and then God start chopping stuff off your food list and then he start cutting into your soul food too but now it's hard to let it go because you've conditioned your body to live by it although it's killing your body Killing my body, high blood pressure, sugar, diabetes, arthritis, bursitis, all this stuff starts showing up. But you never thought that it could possibly be the diet or the food source that we're putting inside of our body. And we never have that conversation with God. Well, you're preaching good right now. I know food, food messages don't go everywhere with black folk. You touch anything you want to touch, don't touch my food and don't touch my money. Well, I'm touching it. I'm touching it because we not we don't we don't we we're not concerned about what we put in our bodies we 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 are actually almost allergic to living food they ain't got no meat up in here our produce department is often the most overlooked department The living stuff. Notice that they have to have a water system over the produce department because it's still living. And if the body was designed to heal itself, 
it heals itself with stuff that's living. And then we don't even think that it's possibly that some of my actions are even the outcome of stuff that I'm putting in my body that got my system all off. Well, come on, you know what I'm saying. Think, think about it when a husband and a wife want to, you know, they want to get a little cozy with each other. They, got, they, got, they, 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 they do strawberries with chocolate because they say chocolate has an aphrodisiac in it that's supposed to help with arousal. So if chocolate could, could, could wake something up, could not different foods that I shouldn't eat? That got all this stuff in it that we can't even name? All these preservatives that we can't name? Not leaving your food alone. You got to spend time with God. Remember that scripture says your temple is the body of Holy Spirit? You got to spend time talking to God. I remember, you know, I used to love a good steak, man. Good steak and a, and a nice glass of red wine just was like, mwah. medium rare, just mwah. perfect, right? I ate that steak and got up one the next morning. I felt like I had been fighting all night. I felt like some short people was in my body punching me all night long. And then I woke up the next morning, tried to get out of the bed, and tell my, I said, the devil is a lie. I don't know where all this clicking coming from. And I heard Holy Spirit say, you need to cut meat out your diet. I was like, oh, that's what did, that's what had me fighting all night? Because when my organs should have been resting with me, they had to work to get something out that I shouldn't have put in. I say, okay, no problem. Cold turkey. Bam, I always ask myself this question. Do you want to live? See, when you think of it like that, do you really? Is the taste more important than you living? I just don't know if I can eat like that. Well, well, well. See, a slow death is far worse than a quick one. (laughs) And when you got to have a cane and you got to have medication and you got to have, that's a slow death. It's far worse than a quick one. If you're going to get me out of here, kill me quick, but don't let me live and I'm dying living. Come on, black people, you got to make this matter to you. We don't care. And God promised us long life and you don't care what you put in his body. You preaching good in here, Holy Spirit. When it's quiet like that, well, you preaching. You go, just wipe them down. Wipe them down, Holy Spirit. Wipe them down. Here's what John 5 and 19 says. Then answered Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself. But what he seeth the Father do for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. You've got to develop a conscience of living to glorify God. You got to develop a conscience of living to glorify God. I saw a video, another video hit my timeline for five years ago. I was smiling. I went to laughing. <laughs> I went to laughing because you know what? I can still fit the shirt that I was in and I still look the same. They said, but boy, just don't get old. I don't plan on. I don't plan on getting old. Go on, take, take a picture now. Catch me at 60. I got seven more, eight more years. Catch me at nine more years. Catch me at 60. 
back up to that point. You know why? Because when I got the revelation that he know better about this body than I know better about it, and he told me with long life, and he's the fountain of youth, I found a script. I had been searching for that thing. High and low. Lord, it's a fountain of youth around there somewhere. Looked over there in Psalms, and God said, I'm the fountain of youth. I said, oh, I'm the fountain now. They in trouble now. And I, if I can drink from that well, and that well has the ability to keep my youth up, then I'm going to drink from that well. You need to get with God. Please hear your pastor. You need to get with God concerning your diet. And when God tells you to take something out of your body, you need to take it out of your body. You say, well, pastor, how I do that? I got a, I got a good one for you. Put your own self on a fast. Go on a five-day, go on a week fast. You and the whole household, and you just do fruits and vegetables only. Fruits and vegetables only. And then bring those other things. Watch this. I'm promising your body going to tell on you. Because your body is designed to alert you. That's God's voice. Bring them back into your body one at a time. You mess around and start. Well, starches will kind of do that. I was going to say gas, but starches may do that. But you mess around and stuff start hurting you when you start bringing it back in your body. That's your body alerting you saying, I don't, I don't do well with that. You may need to put a check mark beside that. We, I can't do that. If I do, I got to limit how much I do it. Okay, let's move on. You're going you're gonna to either do it or do it. Here's a statement. Until the, here, here, I'm, now, I'm telling you now, if you want to, to make that righteous holy judgment, you got you to gotta, you gotta spend some time with God concerning your body. I know this don't sound like one of those holy, holy myths you heard, but I'm telling you, if you I'm, I believe in keeping it simple. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't hard. It ain't hard. God, I was talking to that couple this morning, and, and she said she asked God, and God told her, take sugar out your, just like that. Take the sugar. Just like that, get, get rid of the sugar. I say, okay, well, you're hearing God. Just go back and ask God again. Okay, God, is there anything else? Did I miss something? Make it clear. What else do I need to take out of? Because, Lord, I want to live a long time. So what else do I need to take out of my diet? And if God say, take sugar out your diet, well, then sugar got to go. Here's the question. It's going to be so hard. Always ask yourself this question. Do you want to live or do you want to die? And dying don't have to be a beat. It could be a slow death. Do you want to die? Do you want to be stuck somewhere where folks got to watch after you? Do you want to have to sit up on all these machines? Do you want to die or do you want to live? And if you want to live, you start now. You don't start later. Don't try, don't try to start living when your body starts shutting down. It's hard to build a roof in the rain. You need a roof built so when it rains, you're good. So let's have this conversation. With God and stop tripping. And, and, and if God tell you no more macaroni and cheese, then you, you may have to find, a, 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 what's the word? You may have to find a, a vegetarian way to do it. There's still a way to do it. You just can't do it the soul food way we used to do it. <laughs> just don't smile. Stay looking how you looking. I want, I, want, I, want, I want to get this picture. No, don't be smiling. Don't smile. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, let me sit it right here. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you on that off look. Because y'all ought to see how y'all looking, boy. Y'all got that possum look. <laughs> y'all got that possum look. It looks so fun from up here. Ooh, it looks so fun from up here, boy. <laughs> this is a hard message. Who can hear it? It's like go to point number two. I'm right here for a minute. <laughs> until the mind is trained, listen carefully, until the mind is trained, the body will resist. I remember the first night, the first morning, they tried to wake me up from boot camp. We got on this bus. 
windows was blacked out. They didn't let us see where we went down this road. Felt like the road was about three miles long, like we was way back off in the woods. So you knew if you try to run, you ain't getting away because that ride was long. You get it? And man, they mess around that guy coming out the next morning, throw that garbage can. Boom, blah, 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 get up, get up, blah, 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 get up. Guess where I'm at? Everybody else jumped up. Guy beside me, he started peeing on himself. Guess what? Guess where this country boy at? Still sleep. <laughs> that man came over there and got in my ear, and I just slowly woke up. And what's wrong with you, soldier? And then finally I jumped up out the bed. But until the body is trained, until the mind is renewed, the body will resist. I ain't used to getting up that fast. <laughs> I ain't used to getting up that fast. But after them 175 push-ups a couple of times, guess what that body say? Boy, you better get your butt up. So until the mind is renewed, the body will resist. It's not going to like some of you having to do more vegetables. It's not going to like the fact that you can't have your glass or whatsoever. It's not going to like the fact, man, that you can't have that drink. Only my Coke and Sprite people know what I'm talking about right now. Right? You hit that right there, boy, and it just hits you right there. That's when you know it's good. And then God say, you can't have no more of them. You'd be like, oh, Lord, come on. Nope, you can't have no more of them. It's cleaning you just like it does the battery. And you can't see it. You won't see it until you're 50 years old. So I need you to stop now so you won't see it at 50. Well, I'm just going to bless it. <laughs> okay. Try it and I'll see you at 50. Y'all all right? All right, so that means that we have to bring the body under the training and then sometimes the control of. So you got, here's what you got to do. You got to resist the emotional feeling. Now, I want to talk about, now, I wanna, let, me, let me shift, go to another base now. Uh, because it's not only bringing our body as it pertains to what we eat, but bringing our body under control and training our body and how we respond to people. Here's what you got to resist when you're, when you're taking a righteous and, and, and a holy, you're doing a holy act back towards the person. You've got you've to resist the emotional feelings of being gotten over. You know what I mean when I say that? Like, like if I treat that person like, I'm tired of letting folk get over me. Satan will always work your mind with that when, you, when, your, when your resolve to an issue is righteous, he'll work your mind, man. And especially if you one of them folk that you, I ain't afraid to make it pop off and sell it if it pop off too. Ooh, especially you, boy, because you be feeling like, ooh, I just, just feel like they just getting over. Lord, Lord, if you just let me be unsaved, I don't need number two minutes, Lord, just two. I don't need number two. And the Lord be like, nope, you can't do it. I want you to respond like that. Smile. Ooh, I just, ooh, ooh, she just, ooh, ooh, Lord, you be, you be shaking that baby, rocking that body, boy. See, you got to resist the emotional feelings of being gotten over. Because taking the righteous approach, even in marriage, taking the righteous approach will feel like you're being gotten over. I want to use that term, and that God is letting the other person off. And you got to resist that emotional feeling. For God I live, for God I die. God, I'm doing it unto you. Here's my statement. I do all things unto God with his heart and mind on my heart and mind. Now. Let's move number two. Number two, we're talking about making that righteous and holy judgment. Number two, it, it, the way you get here is time in the word discerning what convicts you and what God says about you. I want you to make this personal. 
A lot of times we go to the word and we listening for everybody else. We studying for everybody else and we're doing no studying for us. So, so I like that old blues song, sweep around yo. Come on, y'all know it before you try to. So, so we need to clean our own front doors. You got it? We need to clean our own hearts. And so you got to get some time in the word discerning what convicts you and what God says or what God has to say about you individually. There, there are some one-for-alls, but you're going to read the word, and as you're reading that word, some stuff is going to pop out and convict you not to do. Maybe lawful, maybe middle ground, may not be sinful, but God's going to say, I don't, I don't want you to do that. And the only way you're going to get that is time in the Word of God. You got it? 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all Scripture, here it is, why the Word? Because all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And the Scripture is profitable. That means for your gain. For doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. I love that. In what? And instruction in righteousness. So you got to spend, we got to start spending more time in the Word. Now watch this. Amplify says, every Scripture is God-breathed, given by His inspiration, profitable for instruction, for reproof, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and discipline and obedience, and for, there it is, and for training in righteousness. It's a, it calls righteousness in holy living, in conformity to God's will, read, in thought, purpose, and, and action. There it is. So you got to get some time in the Word discerning what. And let me say this. I want to free some of you up. I love poetry. I, I grew up writing poetry. Uh, so I understand the King James Version just like you would another translation. You do not have to just stick with one translation of Bible. You need, because some of you, that King James Version is very confusing. And, and I, I get it. I get it because how it's written, a lot of metaphors and stuff like that, right? Like when the Bible says, uh, if your right arm offends you, cut it off. That's a metaphor. Please don't cut your right arm off. Don't, don't cut it off. Don't cut it off. Don't pluck your eye out. That's not, it's not, it's not, that's not literal. That's figurative. That's a metaphor. And, and so, so go to find a translation that works well with you and put it beside the King James. Read King James and come over here and see what the New Living Translation says or what the Passion Translation says or what the Amplified Bible says you got, or what the Good News or the Literal Translation. Find a comparable Bible and the reason I say put it beside the King James because some of those translations may mistranslate. But if you got the King James right beside you, you won't miss it. And then also trust and depend upon Holy Spirit because he is the interpreter of the text. Does that make sense? He's the ultimate interpreter. The author can tell you about what he wrote better than any interpretation can. Does that make sense? If you need help, get you a nice study Bible. I like a Ryrie study Bible. I like a Young's, Y-L-T, a Young's, a Young's wrote a study Bible. But Ryrie is one of my favorite study Bibles. Why? Because he was filled with Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And so if that's, how, if that's where you have to start so that now your Bible reading now is interesting to you, then start there. Don't, don't go get no just plain King James Bible without any, you know, reference scriptures or something like that. You're going to be mad. Thou art verily, verily. You'll be like, verily, I'm tired of verily. <laughs> I know why you're tired of verily. 
because you never, you, you never thought that you can find something else to help balance that thing out. Any, it, did that help anybody out? Good, 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 good. So here it is. Here it is. Let me, let me finish this up. Uh, time in the Word, discerning what convicts you and what God says. Uh, here it is. Uh, because Matthew 6 and 33 tells us that we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God, right? So now watch this. When I'm seeking the kingdom of God, I got some questions. What does God's Word say about it? When I'm trying to figure out, God, what do I do concerning this situation, right? I'm asking myself, number one, what does God's word say about it? What, what has God ever said about this situation? Dealing with people, eating, whatever it is, what has God's word said about it? Does the word give any directives? It says something about it, but it does it tell me something to do? Does it give me any directives? Then see. Will Jesus be glorified? If I'm in the Word of God and I don't necessarily see God saying much about it, Scripture saying much about it, I don't really see any directives. Here, here's the best safety thing. Here's the best safety thing. Will Jesus be glorified? If, you, if I, if, bro, if I, if I hardly ever read the Bible and I'm saved, I got Holy Spirit in me. I can ask myself this one question and still make the right action even if I hadn't read about it. Would Jesus be glorified? Would Jesus be glorified? You, you, you hadn't been to the scripture yet. But, uh, Lord, I'm in a situation I've never been in before dealing with a person like this. Okay, all you got to do is ask, what do I do? Simple. Do what will glorify Jesus. That's it. Until, until, until you, because sometimes God will give you regimen before he give you revelation. You'll have the regimen of the thing before you ever go to the word and see it in the scripture to get the revelation. Because sometimes some of you have been doing something, then finally you may have come here and I start teaching. And you'll be like, oh my God, I've been doing that all this time and never knew that that was in the, yeah. Because God often will give you regimen before he gives you revelation. And so will Jesus be glorified? And then the last one, does it or will it hurt me or anyone else? Will it hurt you? And you've, I've taught you through this entire series that when you cuss other people out, you are cursing you too. Because everything that you sow out, you seed in. It'll change the whole way you handle people. See, that's some things I simply don't tolerate. You know why I don't tolerate it? Because I don't have seed in the ground towards it. I'll have seed of ground. I will not tolerate a male or a female sleeping around in this ministry. Because even when I was in ministry, I wasn't pulling on the females in the church, in, in my pastor's house. So here at Rightway, you got a two-people rule. That's it. One, two. You can't date in this ministry no more. Look how y'all oh. After two, that's it. If them first two didn't work, we don't need to go to three. That's three, just three strike rule, you're done. We got a two strike rule, not a three strike rule. We don't even need to take you to three. Because now if we catch you, we, you with somebody else, then what other folk going to think? Then think that we got three, four people doing like that. Well, man, what in the world are they doing over there? Boy, they just running through folks over there. Well, you ain't going to be running through folks over here. So after two, you need to go find you another. And if I catch you with a third, I'm going to ask you and them to leave. I have the right to do that. You just go somewhere because evidently you have, you, you don't have good dating skills. <laughs> just leave. I'm not going to tolerate hearing anything about a man doing anything physically 
oh, 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 no, no, I'm going to try to put you under the jail. We're going to get you out of here. Because I got females here that's trusting me as a man that I'm going to protect them and their children. It's just some things I just don't, I don't tolerate. I don't have to because I don't put those type of seeds in the ground. Praise the Lord. I ain't, I, all the men can trust me. I ain't going to be hitting on your wife. Got to worry about me. She said she lied. She was dreaming because it wasn't me. <laughs> she was dreaming. It wasn't me because I just ain't going to do it. Because <clears throat> I, I, I don't have that type of seed in the ground. I never hit on women in the church. Except my wife and I'm with her, so she's an exception. You know what I'm saying? I hit on her for the purpose of wanting to marry her. Well, actually, she shot her shot at me. <laughs> Tell the truth. Okay, let me go to this third one. She, she, she may have a different story, but believe mine. <laughs> very, very simple. Time with God concerning your body. Time with the word discerning what convicts you and what God says about you. Here's the third one. And then you got to have application of the word of God. That means you got to apply it. After I spent time with God, I got in the word. Now I got to apply this word. And, look, and, and y'all, I know y'all writing, so listen to me as you're writing. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to miss it sometime. Come on, say it's all right, though. God sees your heart intent. Your heart intent is to get it right. So I'm not, and please hear me with your spirit how I'm saying this. When you do miss it, celebrate. Now hear me with your spirit. I'm not saying celebrate. I'm not saying celebrate that you did wrong. But the fact that you missed it proves that you was trying to do it right. And sometimes we beat ourselves up instead of saying, well, I was trying to do the right thing, man. I missed it. Okay, but, but I wouldn't have missed it if I hadn't been trying to do it in the first place. And we beat ourselves up when we should be saying, man, you know, I'm really, really working it. I missed it. Yeah, I, I, I really hate I missed it, but at least I was trying. If, she had a, if he had a just not said the next word, I mean, I was there until he smacked his lips, and then that, that's what got me. But at least I was trying. Now, you know, so now we're going to get up, and we're going to run with this thing again. Does that make sense? Come on, so go ahead, and, go ahead and give yourself a little pat on the back. Say, I'm trying. I'm trying. Amen. Amen. Just don't push me, but I'm trying. <laughs> Application of the Word of God. Here, here's what Hebrews 4 and 12 says. It's, it's for your protection. Your, God is not trying to make you look silly. God is not making you the fool. You're not being gotten over, that type of thing. The other person is not getting off. You got to push all that stuff off the table. You're being protected from anything toxifying your heart, anything entering in to contaminate you. You got to see it from a new perspective. You got it? Hebrews 4 and 12 says, The word of the Lord is quick, powerful, sharper than the two-edged sword, piercing, dividing the sun of the soul from the spirit, and of the joints and marrow of the bone, and joints, uh, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. So here it is. Do not discredit regimen when you don't have revelation. Right? Regimen can be an unctioning in your spirit. Acts 19 and 20 says this. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So when I'm making application of the word of God, the word of God is growing up on the inside of me and it's causing me to be able to prevail over every situation and over every circumstance in my life. When we apply the word, we keep ourselves on the winning side. We are not, you are never on the losing side. When you, now, in the moment, absolutely, man, it feels like I'm losing. 
Oh, it feels like I need to say something to defend myself. I need to say something to prove to them that it was not my fault. No, 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 no. Stay on the side of the word. Don't you say anything if the word is not saying anything. Because you may make yourself look guilty when you're really innocent. And that's why the Bible says be slow to speak and quick to hear. It also teaches us to be quick to forgive. And so when we make application of the word and make practice of the word in our lives, man, it keeps us in a righteous position. Watch this. And it keeps this body holy. And by virtue of being holy, the body stays whole. H-O-L-E. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Spirit, soul, and body. And one of the quickest ways to get blessed is to do right. Righteousness is the quickest way to get blessed. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. See, righteousness calls things that normal people would have to work for to be added to you. And I want God to add to my life. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for your people. Uh, thank you for rightly dividing the word. And now, Father, we ask that you would increase us. Holy Spirit, speak to us and through us. And we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Quick appeal. It's one of salvation. I want to let you know that God loves you. Uh, and, but sin separated us from God. And because sin separated us from God, they sacrificed to pay the price for sin that would give us temporary connection back with God. But God invited himself because he wanted to have consistent and continual fellowship with us. So God invited himself and, and he put sin on that body. That body was hung on the cross to pay for the price of sin. That body was judged. And then that body, after being found not guilty, death had to give it up. So it, it rose from the dead and he ascended to the Father. And it now sits at the right hand as a testament that in our bodies we too can be forgiven and be brought back in the right standing with God. If you're here today, you can never remember a time of confessing Jesus Christ as your Savior so that you too could have that bodily seat next to the Father and be at one with Him. I'd like to give you that opportunity on the day. You don't stop doing what you're doing. You don't change. You don't get ready. If you believe that Jesus died and God raised him from the dead, the Bible declares you can be saved. And so that's you. If you're in the room, you're watching me on live, uh, you are just a prayer away from this amazing life that Christ Jesus has made available. Will you repeat this prayer after me if you desire to receive Christ on the day? Say, Lord Jesus, I know without you I am lost. Today, I repent of my sins and I receive you, Christ Jesus, as my Savior. And I make you the Lord of my life. I turn from a life of sin and I turn to you. Now fill me with your spirit so that I live a life that is pleasing to you. And I boldly declare that this day I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, congratulations and welcome to the body of Christ just like that. Yeah, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, the Bible says that you are born again. But listen, this walk is a journey. Man, we're going to miss it sometimes, but the Bible says a righteous man falleth several times, but the Lord upholds him with his hands. And so we want to make sure that you understand what just transpired in your life on today. Uh, so I want you to go to rightwayccc.org forward slash next steps. If you're here in the sanctuary right in front of you in that seat pocket, there should be a connect card. Would you just take a few moments if you made that confession today and fill that out? 
our team, we're going to reach out to you. And again, we just want to make sure that you understand conclusively what salvation means. If you have any questions that you might need to ask, we want to make sure that you have all the tools you need so that when you set forth in this new journey in life, you can be successful in it. Again, rightwayccc.org forward slash next steps. And we look forward to talking to you guys real soon. And again, congratulations and welcome to the body of Christ. Can we put our hands together one more time? Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.